Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling. LaRue Martin, Corky Calhoun, Joey Devine, Bud Stallward, Joby Wright, Sean Keen, Dave Twardzik, Patreon subscribers, Yinka Dare, narrowly beating out Dan the Flying Dutchman got Zurich. Thank you, Kevin Solkowski. Gennaro Pargo. Thank you, Kevin Farrigan. And Orlando Magic Superfan, Dennis the Fat Guy Salvaggio. Thank you, Robbie Safford. Musical guest. Hot tuna! And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, here on Sunday night after the big game two of the NBA Finals! But before we talk about basketball, let's say hello to our permanent co host, Jonathan Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for using my full legal name. Uh, no problem. Um, also, before we get started, we should mention uh, we like to hear from our listeners, and you can always do that at roundrockpod at gmail.com uh, or on Twitter at roundrockpod. And also, you know what else we like, Sean? What's that? Like money. We like yeah. money. <laughs> uh, if you feel like donating for all the hard work we do, 
Uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash roundrockpod. We've got a bunch of great uh, tiers for you and a Discord chat that's always popping off. Plus bonus episodes, buttons, t-shirts, all kinds of great stuff. Designs for those buttons and t-shirts will be forthcoming. Um, yeah. Also, call us on the phone. Mm. That uh, number is in the description to the podcast that you are listening to. Um, but if you can't do any of those things, literally the easiest thing you can do, tell your friends about the show. Uh, mm. We like to meet new people. Do new things. <laughs> uh, and give us five-star reviews on whatever podcatcher you are listening to this on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird they only let you give five-star reviews, but you know what? Uh, millennials, everybody gets a trophy, so that's, that's how that true. works. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you are a Patreon, you get access to the Roundball Rock Discord. And Joey, you're not going to believe what was happening in the Discord this weekend. What? It was popping off. It was popping off. I think I said that, but you it's always good to talk more about how the Discord chat is popping off. Yeah. Um also if anyone knows how to cancel an ESPN Plus account, <laughs> uh our friend Dubaru was in the dis was popping off about ESPN Plus in the popping off Discord chat this morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> um I think that's it. Sean, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. It was fine. I had a, uh, a very stressful day job yesterday and then, but it was fun. Were you it delivering was, uh, energy gels to people? I, I, I was delivering, um, ancient energy gels in the form of like noodles and stuff. Mm, okay. But, uh, I had, I'm more uh, high tech energy gel, man. <laughs> I had someone I handed a correct order to who claimed I mixed up orders and it, Delayed everything for 45 minutes, and after a forensic examination of what happened, turned out I had delivered the correct thing, and someone did not remember what they had ordered correctly. Cool. Yep. Um, all right. Should we get straight to the news? We've got yeah. a lot of news. Yeah. All right. Let's go straight to the news. <laughs> This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, uh, Sean, our top story. Mm-hmm. It's on everybody's fucking lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the time of year where, where people start to really pay attention to this stuff. Hall of Fame player Scotty Pippen is suing a five-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah. Although, at the time of the incident, he is talking about she was a four-year-old girl. Yes, but she's five now, so which mm. means she's old enough to sue. Yeah, I guess so. Um, That's the new Trump administration rules. <laughs> um, do you? Should I run through this story? Or I'll talk about the beginning of the story. So, Scottie Pippen uh, amended a complaint. He had filed a suit against a couple that. Uh, rented out his Fort Lauderdale home and caused over $100,000 in damages. Uh, He amended the complaint to include an accusation that the little girl had defaced his property with coloring tools. So, yeah, they were... I've never heard the phrase coloring tools, by the way. They were... So, (laughs) Scottie Pippen is suing them because apparently they wrecked his house while renting it. 
Yeah. Uh, and has included their daughter. <laughs> mm. Uh you know who else he's suing in the in here? Their pets. He always suing the pets. That's good. Uh, yeah, he claims that the couple allowed their pets, a dog and a cat, to quote, urinate throughout the home, thereby causing permanent stains and unsanitary conditions. Uh, he said they allowed mold to grow on the patio furniture. Mm-hmm. Uh, they destroyed countless cabinets and drawers. <laughs> I bet he could have counted them. <laughs> uh, he said they stole a Cuisinart knife set and did not pay the rent and the utilities on time. Um, and he had to replace nearly every linen mattress and carpet in the home, in addition to replacing the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says his lawyer said that causing six-figure damage to someone else's house is both morally and legally wrong. Sure. Um, now, Sean, mm-hmm. can I tell you about this couple he's suing? Oh, uh, yes, please. Uh, their names are Lindsay Glazer and Jacob Walloshin. Okay, so I heard the name Lindsay Glazer and comedian, and I was like, I should probably know who this person is. Uh, no, you should not. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, she must be like, because people keep saying comedian Lindsay Glazer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, you want to know what happens when you go to her website? Oh, please. Uh, I'm going to go to it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lindsayglazer.com uh-huh. and the headline is Lindsay Glazer colon the alpha bitch TM oh, glad she trademarked that one <laughs> and her uh, her head her like sub headline in Google is lawyer and comedian ooh that is that is a distinct and extensive genre of comedian, mm-hmm. and I believe there's one good one, Greg Giraldo. So zero living <laughs> good lawyers turn comedians, I think. We know some good law students turned comedians. Oh, that's true. As long as they bailed out. Yeah. As long like... as they didn't become a practicing lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's true. Um. We also know many uh, capologists with legal backgrounds. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> different. That's different. That's important, you know. Uh, Ina Dog. Also, we know Ina Dog. Ina Dog, uh, <laughs> recent law school graduate. I don't Diet, know if she's Diet a practicing. Fan? <laughs> yeah, she's going to sue Diet Coke eventually. <laughs> um, My words. Uh, she might sue... Um, What's that guy's name? Uh, what is it? Eric Jr. So here's she must a, sue Eric Jr., right? Here, here's the thing, Sean. I'm on heavy.com. Okay. Uh, on, a, on an article titled, Lindsey Glazer and Jacob Wollishin, Five Fast Facts You Need to Know. Uh-huh. Now, number two. <clears throat> Quote. The original version of Scottie Pippen's complaint incorrectly stated that Lindsay Glazer's family was worth more than $4 billion. <laughs> Wait, who said that? Scottie Pippen's original complaint. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did he think she was, like, related to the guy who owns the, the, bu- Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers and the Manchester and Man U? Yes, he did think she was related to them. But somehow Malcolm Glazer's you would think that you would need a fortune like Malcolm Glazer's to get that trademark on Alphabitch. 
so they were renting the house for $30,000 a month and paid oh. 90000 up front. It is unclear what the husband does, but uh, I don't think she's making this doing comedy, Sean. But maybe the alpha bitch trademark is just that strong. Yeah, well, there's two advice columns. Uh, the advice column is Dear Alpha Bitch. Mm-hmm. One of them is about weed versus wine. Mm-hmm. Great. And she signs her responses with Alpha Bitch TM out. <laughs> Joey, she is on tour this weekend. Where is she? Uh, you're going to think I'm making this up. The Alpha Bitch, being sued by Scottie Pippen, is performing in Temecula. Wow, Scotty Pippen's gonna meet her there. To fight that Kobe guy. Um so here's another thing, Sean. The husband, Jacob Wollishin, mm-hmm. has asked the judge to dismiss the accusations against him because he did not sign the lease. <laughs> Wait, so but he's throwing the alphabet to the wolves? Yes, he he sure is. Wow. Do you want to do you want to read her bio? Um, if you want to. No, I'm. Uh, this alphabet comedian balances being a mother of two parentheses. I'm counting my husband Jacob with being a criminal defense attorney. That's a lot of balancing. Who? Why do I share this with you? Simple. No one is safe around me when I'm on stage. I will target your people, whoever they might be, and take you down, comically speaking. I call it equal opportunity comedy. You're welcome. So, I will give the... She's making making a documentary about the importance of dogs getting neutered. Because you know what? If you do not neuter your dog, he will pee all over Scottie Pippen's rental property. Now... I will say about the alpha bitch, she had uh, a uh, great quote when reached about being sued by Scotty Pippen. Uh-uh. Uh, she said, quote, who would ever thought that Dennis Rodman would be strengthening relations with North Korea and Scotty, no tipping Pippen, would be the crazy one suing little girls. Uh, he got so burned. Yeah. Um, here's a question, Sean. Uh-huh. Why do you think Scotty Pippen is suing a child? <laughs> Because uh, I have a theory. Well, okay, so here's here are two choices. One of them is that, uh, for whatever reason, if he wanted to claim the crayon damage, he had to name another defendant. And the second one is, maybe he thought it was Drake's kid. <laughs> and he's like, oh, there's a, there's a bank involved. See, I think... He's finally trying to gain Michael Jordan's respect. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jordan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is very like, if you got to sue him, you got to sue the kid, too. You know what I mean? If he dies, he dies. Michael Jordan behavior. (laughs) Can you imagine them like golfing together and Scotty's telling him this story? And Michael's like, Scotty, you let an animal piss on your patio furniture? Come on. You wouldn't let John Spider Sally do that. <laughs> um, I also definitely think the alphabet ruined his house. I, well, look, you want to know what Jacob Bullishin does? 
What's that? He's a principal at the firm Design House Associates. His bio on the firm's website explains that Wollishin has been involved in designing law firms, banquet halls, and a train station. His philosophy has always been to create a unique property for the client that is both whimsical and well thought out, so that the final product will last through time as a functional piece of art. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe they just re- redesigned Scottie Pippen's house and he didn't like it? I mean, it's possible. Didn't didn't Prince do that to Carlos Boozer? He sure did. <laughs> and the thing is, Carlos Boozer didn't sue him, and that's what that's what led people like the Alpha bitch think she could just take down no tip and pippin Mm -hmm. and look she is taking down no pip no tip and pippin for sure i guess so she's a criminal defense attorney in fort lauderdale Mm -hmm. (laughs) which you know they're making a lot of money do you think her specialty is like jet ski crime (laughs) (laughs) like if she's a criminal defense attorney it's all like like promoters who you know, ignore the fire limit um, <laughs> on like a club where like a, a couple kids died during a foam party or <laughs> meth sales, meth manufacture, meth distribution. <laughs> like what, what other crimes do you think she's dealing with? Like elder abuse, <laughs> like lottery fraud, uh, like maybe some some like a uh, ska related crime. Oh, oh that's Jacksonville. Sorry. Oh, they, that well, that's new metal. That's a whole well, division. Of... Jackson new ska is also there's also a lot of ska from Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, as well. thank God. Well, you know, <laughs> close to the Caribbean. <laughs> um, I mean, it's why Tampa Bay has such a great reggae scene. Anyway, who's who's the bad guy in this story? Um. I, I kind of still I, I think it's Scotty Pippen's lawyer mm-hmm. because it wasn't worth it to up the money. And someone told Scotty Pippen, I'm assuming it's his terrible attorney that told him that, like, yeah, this lady's. This lady's uh, rich. You got a payday coming to you, Scotty. <laughs> because they're paying thirty thousand dollars a month for rent. Mm hmm. And apparently, it seems like they lived there for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So, like, it it kind of looks like he received a fair amount of rent at this point. Like, mm-hmm. like, like maybe like four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. How much of that is like normal wear and tear on a house for a year? You know what I mean? I don't know. Look, I wouldn't even. I can't even imagine. Having $30,000 to pay for rent in a year. I can't even, you know, let alone a month. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, All right, Alpha Bitch, if you need a feature act, uh, a pretty strong 25 minutes, um, I will not go after the audience. You can you can rip them apart yourself. <laughs> and uh, I have read the Jordan rules. So if you want some some inside information about Scottie Pippen, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I can tell you. All right, our next story, Sean. Yes. Uh, Holy moly premieres June twentieth. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> It looks so fun, right, Joey? It does look fun. It looks much more fun than I expected it to look. Uh, yeah, we 
heard about it and then really made fun of the name. Yes. And it was like, oh, a golf show called Holy Moly Jesus. Right. Um, but it looks great. It's for those of you that don't know, Holy Moly is a Stephen Curry produced mini uh-huh. golf game show. That's what it looks like. I can't really tell what's happening, but there's like a robot. It's wipeout, but also yeah. mini golf, which is which just sounds fun as hell. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Like that's the right <laughs> amount of stakes for your summer game show. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, uh, LeBron James is summer game show million dollar mile uh-huh. uh was moved to saturday nights after two weeks of bad ratings on wednesdays yes uh and then after two more weeks cbs pulled it with six episodes unaired mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i never understood what this show actually was no i think it was like a ninja warrior course but a mile long yeah the idea was you had to run from obstacle to obstacle, and it was like two tenths of a mile between five obstacles. Um, it was hosted by Tim Tebow. It was hosted by Tim Tebow. Uh, Joey, can I read you some? Okay, uh, I'm going to read you some episode titles. Mm-hmm. This is the only four that actually aired of mm-hmm. the ten they made. Victory is only a mile away. No one can beat me. Episode three is called I'm coming for you slash I'm coming for you. Sounds like pornography. pornography. Yeah. yeah. And then the fourth one is called This Million is Mine. Do you think LeBron wrote those titles himself? Yes, I do, too. <laughs> He's a hands on producer. Um so I couldn't find any reviews of this show because a lot of the people that were planning to review it. Um, it's not like the kind of thing that they send advanced copies to critics, uh, but yeah. people were waiting to have a couple episodes to review and then it got canceled. So realityblurred.com, the second biggest website on the internet behind chartable.com, <laughs> um, called it quote, a competition that is equal parts confusing and dull. Oh, sounds and good. I literally could not understand, uh, how this worked, Joey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the way they described it is there's five obstacles in the million dollar mile, which earn you money, but you don't actually keep it until you bank the money. And then you can also bail mid run, which gives you another obstacle. And then you can bank money. And then some of the money gets banked automatically and none of the episodes that These are aired just featured... like the wall rules. The, the wall, wall is also, also has really insane. <laughs> like the wall also has crazy like banking rules. Yeah, where can it's I, like <laughs> can I describe a couple things about the TV show The Wall, which is also a LeBron James produced reality game show? Yes, go ahead, Sean. On, which is on NBC. Uh huh. Even though. Um, well, well, Million Dollar Mile is on CBS. CBS. Yeah. And then he also has a show on HBO and a show on ESPN, which is like ABC. Mm-hmm. So, and then The Wall. <laughs> uh, 
it's so confusing. Okay, walk through the wall rules, though. Okay, so the That's wall... What, you're, you're getting bogged down in networks. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, yeah, look, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to this, uh, Sergey. Okay, the wall, which has an Australian and a Chilean version. Of course. Um, the only okay, rule so... is that they also have to be hosted by uh, people yeah. who have been me too. <laughs> So it is. So it's like a, it's like the plinko board from Price is Right. Yes, There's but gigantic. Blocks. It's really, it is really hilarious. Big. It is it's hilariously big and unnecessarily. <laughs> um, so the balls people drop into it are like beanbag sized. Yeah, like beanbag and chair sized. Yeah. So it involves seven drop zones. You play with a partner. Green balls dropped on the board add to the team's bank. Red balls dropped on the board, subtracted. Uh-huh. Um, so the first round is called free fall. Right, There's you get five six. Questions. Yeah, you get six yeah. green balls in free six fall. green balls. Yeah. So there's five questions with two answer choices, and then three balls that get dropped from zones one, four, and seven. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have to pick an answer, and then you have to lock it in before any portion of the ball passes the threshold of a money slot. Mm-hmm. If you're right, the balls turn green and it adds to your bank. If you're wrong, it turns red and it subtracts from the bank. Now, you're forgetting to point out that one of the people is in charge of dropping the balls. Oh, yeah. And the other person is in a soundproof booth. Uh, oh, no, no, no. That's not in round one. In round one, oh. they play together. It gets really crazy with the soundproof booth that's involved. So this is relatively simple. And if you if you don't have any money at the end of it, you just leave. If not, there's a guaranteed payout. Now, that seems relatively straightforward. That <laughs> well, there's no, like a it's not, though, payout. dude. <laughs> but that's only the end of round one. Apparently, you could win $375,000 this round. No one ever does. Okay. <laughs> round two, the contestants are separated. For this round, no. For the remainder of the game. Uh-huh. One goes into an isolation chamber. Where is it? It's behind the wall. Uh-huh. Then... They drop two green balls simultaneously. The person outside the soundproof booth obviously <laughs> chooses the drop zones. Then there's three multiple choices with three answer choices. And then the onstage player, for some reason, does not get the questions, but just gets the answers and then has to decide what zone exactly, to choose. Exactly, because <laughs> the idea, this is where the wall really <laughs> fails. Is the idea is that the plinko? It's because this is like it adds like a dating game aspect, right? right. Is what they're trying the to do. Match. Yeah, because they're like, okay, I don't know the question, but I can kind of guess the genre of the question, and I think my wife knows a lot about this. So, or they don't know anything at all. So I'm going to drop it away from the million dollar slot or whatever. Oh. But the problem is. <laughs> Is it's a fucking Plinko board, so it's yeah. random. It is random. Now, Joey, <laughs> if that weren't enough, where the person on the stage is dropping a random ball and randomly choosing point values and stuff like that, the other thing that's happening mm-hmm. is that the onstage player is... Uh, oh, yeah, the, the also the player <laughs> does not get to learn if their answers are right or not. Then the person on stage gets to choose to double up mm-hmm. if they want on the second answer, and then triple up, which triples these values yes. for the red and green ball. Mm-hmm. And then... 
after the third question, they drop red balls from the same zone as the first two green balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then round three is the same as round two, except now there are multiple choices with four possible answers. Mm-hmm. And there's four red and green balls. <laughs> and you still have the double up and the triple up. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is an insane game. And you also- haven't even gotten to them. Even the crazier oh, yeah, the part. part. <laughs> at this point, we have a giant Plinko board. We've got all these things. And essentially... You have like 12 well, only, too many. You've only, ant- you've only asked like 10 questions. Uh-huh. So you've gone through one-sixth of a Jeopardy board. Mm-hmm. But there's a giant wall and an ice... Okay. Well, so it's then, important it- to remember <laughs> that the person in the isolation booth who's answering the questions... Uh-huh. Does not know if they're getting these questions right or wrong, or what anything's worth, or yeah, how much exactly. And they're kept out of it for a long time. Okay, so oh. then what happens <laughs> is Chris Hardwick uh, <laughs> takes a contract out of his jacket. It's and it's, puts it in a pneumatic tube. <laughs> and sends it to the person in the isolation booth, <laughs> and it's like. Is it for double what they won in the first round? It's not predictable (laughs) because it has to do with, like, the offer, I believe, is, like, some kind of algorithm that is based on the guaranteed money, which is all very unclear. Mm -hmm. How much money they have as a guaranteed payout. I guess the guaranteed payout is different. Yeah. Um, no, because if the guarantee is based on what those the plinko balls they did, yeah, they got in the first round. Oh, okay. So it's it's their free fall winning. Yes, which round one plus twenty thousand dollars for every question answered correctly in two and three. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. then you get that mm-hmm. if you tear up the contract. If you um, no, you get that if, if you sign, sign the contract. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and then. And then if you tear up the contract, you go back on the stage and then they reveal how much they won playing Plinko. So now this is the cruelest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's insane. Because. Because, Okay. So also, yeah. There are multiple times on the wall. There have been times where they've made a husband tell a wife that they won zero dollars. Yes. Because the the wife like, uh. Uh, trusted the husband <laughs> to be good at Plinko and tore yeah. up the contract. Well, that's the thing. You're punished for having faith in your partner, who is always your spouse, correct? Most of the time. Sometimes they're brothers and sisters or, uh, you know. Uh, I, but yeah, they're, they're related usually. Yeah, and also they've generally been through some horrible life circumstances. Yes. Which has gotten them on the wall. So the first episode, the the couple won one point three million dollars mm-hmm. in the second guess episode. Where, wait, the couple, I yeah. guess where that couple was from on the first they from episode. Akron, Ohio. They were from Akron, Ohio. <laughs> they rigged it. They rigged it, is what you're saying. Uh, and then the second episode, the couple the won the best episode. Oh, zero. Yeah, they won that nothing. is the best episode. That's, it was I've this military first, family, they, and I'm convinced they're divorced now. Because it was the most taken, awkward thing I've ever seen on television. They could have taken a. They were offered one hundred and fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. 
they they guessed wrong. Mm-hmm. She believed in her partner, mm-hmm. and they got they got nothing. They got yeah. zero dollars. And then they get this woman gets the worst news of her life, and then Chris Hardwick is like, "Oh, it's okay. You love each other, right? It's okay. Oh. There's love, oh. nerds." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In. Uh, and then in the fourth episode, they take an offer of one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars, and their bank ends up being nine hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Uh-huh. So it's like you can win life-changing money, as Nate Duncan mm-hmm. says, and be horribly disappointed and haunted. Yeah. <laughs> what a nightmare show! Anyway, so why are they all so comp? Why are I the show so complicated? <laughs> it's because he like. That memory he has, he also has for, like, game shows. He's like that press-your-luck guy. He's like, well, I remember the patterns, and so I decided to give something that, you know, you wouldn't just memorize the game. See, I think it's more to do with he's making shows that are just specific to his own interests, you know? So it's like, what do I like? I like competition. I like helping people. I like business. Let's put them all together. (laughs) You Uh know what I mean? At Million Dollar Mile, it's like, well, we got to have somebody chasing these guys down, like a chase down block. Like Million Dollar, oh, but you can't bank the money. You don't get guaranteed money in the NBA. You got to, it's all. You have to choose to save your money. Um, I mean, the wall is also really slow. I actually, look, the wall feels like a terrible game show from the future, so I'm kind of into the wall. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Million Dollar Mile absolutely looks like it's from the future too because everyone's wearing weird glowing Look, Tron vests. We're going to try and we're going to try and watch an episode of Million Dollar Mile yeah. for the Patreon this Friday. Yeah. Cuz uh with the finals happening, things are kind of slowing down, so uh if you if you want to watch the Million Dollar Mile with us uh you can for uh just 5 bucks a month to get a Full episode of Round Ball Rock every week. Okay. Anyway, we should talk about actual news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I mean, the NBA finals were tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, And Kyrie Irving had some thoughts. He did. Um, <clears throat> Kyrie Irving. This is... This Instagram post, Sean, is... Mm. It's... Again, it feels like we're making... Things happen. Yeah. Like, we debuted the character Psychedelic Kyrie, what, a month ago? Yeah. And this is like a fucking... He sounds like a Mooney. Or like a... (laughs) Let's give the... Okay. Joey, do you want to read the quote? I am going to read the the, quote. Now, this is accompanying a picture of him... Cheersing a man with silver goblets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a young emperor king. Verify. Verify. Hermetic. Hermetic. Friends. Friends. Incorporated. Incorporated. My light. My light. Brothers and sisters. The age of no more secrets is upon us. World peace will be achieved in our lifetime, and we better and we better effing believe it. Let them have the fabricated bullshit. That genuine love and energy spreads all over the world. I, I, 
E Y E C all 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 caps I am. So Sean, mm-hmm. um, what the fuck is that? Is this well, like a uh, Big Brother in the Holding Company thing, or? <laughs> Um, is he a well, Scientologist? I, no, he's not. And what he's getting close to is what he's really been kind of moving to is uh, Freemasonry. Oh, so what he's I would talk- think he'd be anti Freemasonry. Aren't conspiracy theorists like? Don't they think the Masons are the bad guys? Well, he, they're you know. they are the Illuminati, right? Oh, well, I'm just saying, Ky- Kyrie had good things happen to him when prominent Illuminati member LeBron James joined his team. <laughs> That's why he has to get out yeah, of Boston. It's leave, too Catholic. But didn't he leave because he had to get away from the Illuminati? Well, it's like his spiritual journey, you know? He's, he's he, he believes he's the hero. He's on the hero's journey. Uh, he went to Boston. It's full of ancient secrets. Mm-hmm. I bet Kyrie loves the movie National Treasure, by the way. <laughs> Um, here's a question. Yeah. You know how Brooke Lopez has a house at Disney World? Mm-hmm. Can we get Kyrie Irving a house at the Denver airport? Ooh, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, he's talking about the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, uh-huh. which is a... What uh, is that? <laughs> it's an order, uh, it's a magical order devoted to, like sorcery from like 1890s England. Uh-huh. It's the inspiration for Wicca, uh founded by three prominent Freemasons. You know what would be sick yeah. actually if Kyrie Irving became the first like uh wizard. You know, like the yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the first like uh Wiccan um all-star NBA player. <laughs> yeah, like I, or even if he was like a druid, e. that would Thomas work, yeah. was probably Wiccan though, right? Now he's like, I think he was like very much more on the like Rastafari. Oh yeah, he's like uh, a free mumia guy. <laughs> well, and like, like if any, like he, you know, he worships Jaw. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of the things for the Hermetic Order of Dawn involve things I had not heard of, which in which is like geomancy, which is like a like a like a much more mild form of necromancy okay. where you're just judging objects also involves scrying astral travel and alchemy. I'm sorry. What is scrying? <laughs> what scrying is, it is also a form of uh, divination through a medium. Uh, what, what you do is it's second sight basically, but you look into um. Like like crystal gazing is mm. scrying. Okay, so that's like um, uh, Kyrie's gonna put an Uncle Drew hair into like a like a wishing well and see the future. Yeah, that is exactly or the what past. We're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about uh, in the Harry Potter universe, Sybil Trelawney was a scryer. Okay, yeah, um, a lot of prophecies. <laughs> so. He's looking for answers still, and he's looking for them with some powders, um, some astrological charts. When's he going to India? 
right? That's the that's the natural <laughs> location for him. But I think he might like at this point. I feel like he might go like full Alistair Crowley. That would be so sick, dude. That would be so sick. In the NBA before, (laughs) I don't think so. Well, I mean, Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer. I mean, but he's not even a Satanist as much as just someone who Satan. Yeah, he's Satan. He's (laughs) he's in league with the devil. He is the White Devil. He's Uh, (laughs) he is the White Devil. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Well, good luck, Kyrie. Keep it up. This is... It's exactly where I want his career to keep going. Yes! (laughs) Where... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Where is the best... So he's a free agent. Yeah. Where is the best place for him to go to continue on this journey? Well, your Denver airport suggestion is (sighs) pretty good. Um... Where would be like okay, possibly the Washington Wizards, just mm-hmm. because he can, you know, get the book of national secrets. treasures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I think it's got to go the other way though. Uh huh. I think he's got to go to New Orleans. <gasps> oh and yeah. Go okay. voodoo. Learn about voodoo. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So he needs to. Yeah. What? What is her name? Uh. Marie, I can't remember. I just saw her grave, but uh, yeah, yeah, that that's what he needs to do. Um, all right, should we talk about how NBA Twitter is stupid as hell, real quick, and then oh, talk about please. the finals? No, Joey, NBA Twitter's the best. I mean, I do think look, people who complain about NBA Twitter being like toxic or whatever are not in other Twitters, right, Sean? Well, also, like, like there's no reason to take anything people are really saying about basketball particularly right but like have you been to comedy twitter or video game twitter or film twitter Twitter or politics twitter nba twitter is the best twitter it's just twitter is terrible Mm -hmm. and i mean look (laughs) i mean yes twitter is terrible but it's also the best place to get really detailed scouting breakdowns. Yeah, of course. So that's I uh, love how everyone was scouting their own games this week. Yeah, that was great. Brett and Randy did one. They did. It was. I'm gonna say Randy was taller than I thought he was. Yeah, that was. He was four inches. I mean, I guess that seems. It seems I like think he... he was lying. <laughs> Oh, a lot of those guys were lying, I think, now that I think about it. He was pretty honest about how good he is at basketball, though. He was. Um, he, can't, he can't throw with, can't throw in a three-pointer. No. But, God, I was just, I was so happy to finally learn what all of my favorite bloggers, all those Kings guys mm-hmm. at uh, Sons of Bobby Jackson, <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, uh, Mavs filthy ball. Those guys are great. Yeah. Do you believe in the Orlando magic dot org? Guys are rule. And they're all really good. They have really high basketball IQs. It's really good. Mm-hmm. They're all A's in passing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone gave themselves A's in passing and A's in defense. Uh huh. Which is probably true. <laughs> you know, all it was dudes. funny to learn about how tall everyone was. 
That that actually was pretty funny. A lot of guys who were five six. Uh, all right, um, but Blake Griffin made NBA Twitter go crazy for a while by just tweeting the eyes emoji, mm. um, which I feel like Blake has done this before. Yeah, this is this is much more likely to be a viral prank. Mm-hmm. Um, can I tell you the other? I I went I did a little research sure. and Blake had not been tweeting a lot. His other recent tweets involve um, he was promoting a day. To help his hometown of Oklahoma City, quote, promote a fit and active community. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to happen there, Joey. They don't have sidewalks. There's mm-hmm. not. You can't be that active there. Uh, and a reply to Barstool Big Cat. Mm, great. Um, I'm going to not say anything about that. Uh, except, no, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Trey Young tweeted, though crazy how quick things can change dot 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 Mm -hmm. yeah and so people were like oh damn blake's gotten traded to the hawks and then i started thinking about it and it was like that actually would make a lot of sense i don't know what the deal is but but the the hawks really as big as that blake griffin contract is um you know they could i could see them deciding that just getting Blake Griffin's contract was as good as the like whatever free agent they're going to they try have. to get. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think they would. T- I, t- I don't know how much they would have to trade for Blake Griffin, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about that. I mean, Blake Griffin just took the Pistons to the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I'm just saying he. I don't. I don't know if they necessarily want to, the the final years of that deal. Maybe Don't I'm wrong. Don't be fucking dunked on about this. Blake Griffin was fucking awesome this year. But the Clippers made out like fucking bandits in that deal the first time. Okay, but like... I'm just saying they would not have to trade two lottery picks to get Blake Griffin. I mean, in this draft, the lottery picks are fucking terrible, though. Like, unless you're getting Zion. Like, even the fourth pick sucks in this draft. Okay, I would not trade the number eight and number ten pick in the draft for Blake Griffin. What if That's you're also pick. getting off Kent Bazemore and Miles Plumlee's money though? Well, see that that's like what makes it make sense. Yeah. I just I just feel like that's a little high. That's all. Okay. They also have other picks they could throw in instead. Yeah. But like one of those picks, definitely. Yeah. Um there is no reason to think those tweets are related to each other. No, not at all. Um, like, don't you think Trey Young is maybe, uh, don't you think he maybe bought something with all the money you got? And that's what that tweet was about. Also, he was like, he was in Spain, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Went to the Champions League final with Steve Nash. And because it was a playoff game, mm-hmm. Steve Nash's team lost. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Nash. Um, uh, anyway, stop getting crazy over dumb tweets, NBA Twitter. Yeah, dude, just... Wait till the trades announced. Here's the one thing I'm like, not that into that uh-huh. NBA Twitter does actually. Uh detective work. Oh yeah. Um, it's, uh... I, and it's not just NBA Twitter. In fact, this is entirely for the internet. Uh stop being detectives. You're not gonna solve the the Heyman Lee murder. You're also not gonna figure out uh what Blake Griffin's cryptic tweet was about. You know uh, what I mean? Or who the Boston bomber was? 
Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, they they Reddit totally figured out who the Boston bomber was. They were definitely <laughs> correct in accusing that poor family whose son had actually killed himself mm-hmm. um, and had been missing for two days. Yeah, that was yeah. very tight. Uh, internet detective work, very sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess we should talk about the finals, right? Oh, I, I want to talk about energy gel so bad, dude. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about the playoffs. It's the NBA playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're going to be championship. Data for robots. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams played hard. Hell yeah, dude. It was the energy gel game, baby. Yes. Uh, The Golden State Warriors won uh, in a game where I felt I lost while watching it. The only thing I was excited about was energy gels. (laughs) That you. There there is a. Okay, so explain the energy gels, Joey. Okay, I'll play the clip, but at one point um, in the first quarter, uh, Doris Burke cuts, they cut to Doris Burke, and she starts talking about how Steph Curry, she's deduced, she was doing her own internet detective work, Mm -hmm. and she was saying Steph Curry doesn't feel well, he blinked at the trainer, and then he ate some energy gels. (laughs) Uh... And here, I'll play Doris right here. Guys, just keep an eye on Steph Curry. I don't really get the sense he's feeling particularly well. He made it known a little bit pregame, has had a couple of energy gels. You'll see periodically their trainer go up to him, kind of keep checking on him. Steve Kerr saying he's okay, uh, but something to keep an eye on as this game progresses, guys. And no one ever explains what energy gels are. Um, Like, look... And I know we can deduce what energy gel is, but also it sounds like a fucking it sounds like something that would give like Mega Man power. Well, it's it's too close to energy cell. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, is that's like what Pac-Man eats? Right. (laughs) Um, But also this is for sure some dot com bullshit, right? This, they, no, he was just, eating Soylent. <laughs> I mean, he was probably eating Soylent. I mean, an energy gel at all is like, I think it's I think it's just like goo. I'm pretty sure my dad used to eat energy gel on bike rides. Yeah, but I mean, this is some new energy. This has the oh, limitless yeah, yeah, yeah. medication no, well, it has, in it, yeah, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. limitless pill, Soylent, um, probably some, some kind blood of... Boy blood. I was thinking it's probably some kind of like protein and genetic material that Steph Curry doesn't realize comes from like fetal tissue mm-hmm. yeah. and that's going to stem cells. Really it has stem yeah. Cells. Yeah. Yeah. Stem cells, but also just like, like flakes of gold, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> and like, it probably has a lot of, um, uh, what's that called? M- matcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Garana. Garana extra. Taurine. Taurine. Yeah. <laughs> horny goat weed it's got it all if you took a red bull like a like a gallon of red bull tossed into a food dehydrator (laughs) 
Um, anyway, uh, the only thing that I liked about this game was the energy gel. Uh, this game sucked. The refs sucked. The Warriors sucked. The Raptors sucked. Uh, it got to the point in the last two minutes of this game, Sean, when the Golden State Warriors could not score against a box and one defense, I wanted the Warriors to lose because it wow. was so embarrassing. I was I mean, like, this is completely and totally embarrassing <laughs> that the that the professional basketball team I'm rooting for cannot score against def- a defense that, like, a like a fifth grade team plays against a team with one really good fifth grader. Well, it you again, I think them playing a high school defense was a tribute to Drake's girlfriend, however. <laughs> um well, and what was weird was that the 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 Raptors also did not score. Yeah. Like like the score was I have it here. It was 106 to 98 for three and a half minutes. Um there was a sequence where Toronto got four offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think the Warriors were just really exhausted. They had, they were also they were playing a crunch time lineup of uh, Curry, Green, Iguodala. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Sean Livingston mm-hmm. and Quinn Cook. Yeah, this was after playing Andrew Bogut for important fourth quarter minutes as well. Who? Was their offense. Yeah. (laughs) Quinn Cook and Andrew Bogut were their offense for the entire fourth quarter, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, their offense was really four guys were running at Steph Curry, so then a guy would get an open dunk. But uh, God forgive forgive, like Steph Curry didn't score, so he sucked. That's what people are going to say. They basically they really did run a box and one. Like Fred Van Vliet just chased Curry around while everyone else moved in. It it was very early two thousands basketball, and Kawhi also was playing with that same deliberate pat deliberate pace of like a two thousand two Celtic, a two thousand three Piston. You know what I mean? But the problem was that during a lot of that time that he was like dribbling out the shot clock. His team was down like 10 points. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was still pretty close at the end, so maybe he was right. But, uh, yeah, so. Here's a question uh, for you, Sean. Do you yeah, think Bob Myers uh, or Steve Kerr regrets now uh, again having like 10 centers on his roster? Well, the centers, of... the centers fucking delivered, Joey. I know, but. <laughs> Clay Thompson got hurt. Andre Iguodala uh-huh. got hurt. Kevin Durant is hurt. Uh-huh. Like, uh, if only there was some way to predict the fact that um, they needed more guys who could shoot threes and play defense. Uh, Joey, I guess you weren't paying attention to when they drafted Jacob Evans, <laughs> who played tonight. Joey, Steve Kerr played 13 guys I know. in a finals game. It's his dream. It is... It is possibly the apex of the strength and numbers pyramid. Go oh, fuck, Joey. Get Joey, fucked, who Steve was Kerr. Joey? Who was the worst of those thirteen guys that played today? You want me to say Jerebko, but I don't think it was. Jerebko, you don't think Jerebko? Actually. Who do you think was the worst? I mean, let me let me look at this real quick. And look at this box score. I mean, Jerebko was terrible, but. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I mean, truly terrible. Truly bad. I mean, I think Jordan Bell was the worst tonight. Oh, Jordan Bell didn't even play. Well, Jordan Bell and Jacob Evans each played like the last couple seconds of the second quarter. They uh, both got in the game, though. I guess Looney doesn't count because he got hurt. But he was not good before he got hurt either. It's Yeah, I guess it was Jarebko. Jarebko was pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Um. He was minus nine in six minutes. But here's the thing about Jonas Jarebko, Sean. Yes. Um, he's not. He's a fine player who they are playing him consistently out of position. <laughs> he's been a stretch for his entire career, uh-huh. and Steve Kerr insists on playing. And he did this with Caspi, too. He insists on playing them as threes, and Bob Myers signed them to be small forwards, and they're not. But I don't, I don't think he was playing. Wasn't he playing with lineups with like Looney, Livingston, Clay, and Cook? He was, but then he also like has put him in at the three when Iguodala gets hurt. Like, I'm just saying in this <laughs> in this game, Jerebko was like a four and a he five. Was terrible. He um, was bad. I just mean. Again, Jarebko should be a guy that is like, that should be like Wayne Ellington. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Not Jonas Jarebko. Yes. Although everybody was thrilled when they signed him for the minimum this offseason. Yeah, because it was like, oh, they got a stretch four finally. And then they signed Andrew Bogut. Well, Patrick McCaw is going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do kind of feel like they had their plan to be like, well, we have Patrick McCall. We'll give him all these extra minutes. We drafted Jacob Evans in the first round. And look, we found this guy, Alonzo McKinney. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a lot of people got hurt. So, so Iguodala got hurt in this game on uh, a hard screen from Marcus soul, which apparently knocked his shooting back to good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when Fonzie hits a jukebox. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, and as a former IT guy, uh, that will work on nearly any electronic device. Your remote, your phone, just hit it. Um, Clay Thompson uh, apparently hurt his hamstring on a play where, uh, well, when you see the replay, Danny, he was accused of hurting himself, exaggerating, trying to get a foul and kicking his leg out. But uh, Danny Green just hip-checked him. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this with you. This is fucking... This isn't ref chat. I want to make fun of Jeff Van Gundy. We can make fun of Jeff Van Gundy, but look. I have to set the scene, dude. It doesn't matter. I'm not not saying it should have been a foul call. I'm just describing what happened. Well, I just don't want to get into canter territory either. not in canter territory. You know know what I mean when I say canter territory, right? I know what you're talking about. So, So Jeff Van Gundy blamed Clay Thompson for a play where he said he was exaggerating foul. Uh, there actually was a collision that made his leg shift. Not disputing the call. I'm just critiquing Jeff Van Gundy for the record. Okay. Yes. Uh, Cl- so that was one thing that Jeff Van Gundy ranted about. <laughs> he also ranted that Andrea Guadalla should not have taken the game clinching three. That, that he was insane. Five seconds to go. <laughs> insane. And then he got mad. Okay. So with about a minute to go. Boogie Cousins got called for a foul, and Steph Curry 
angrily threw the ball in the air, mm-hmm. uh, which he got a justified technical for doing. Um, and Mark Jackson told an apocryphal story, which I have heard in many sports. Uh, it is originally a baseball folktale where a guy gets mad, throws his bat in the air, and the umpire says, if that thing comes down, you're out of the game. So Mark Jackson told an equivalent story with basketball where the ref says, if that ball comes down, it's a technical. And Jeff Van Gundy's response to that is, what? If if the ball goes down? He'd never heard of gravity? He's the most humorless man in the world. The other thing I learned was I was trying to find out how he got fired. First of all, he got fired by the Rockets because he just wouldn't say he was coming back. And then they fired him, and he was like, oh, but I would have come back. Uh, so that happened in 2007. Joey, I didn't realize that Jeff Van Gundy's NBA coaching career ended when he was 45 years old. Mm-hmm. So Jeff Van Gundy is 57 now. <laughs> is he the world's oldest 57-year-old man? And Joey, I listed some celebrities. Oh, good. I thought you might want to know some of these. Um Jeff Van Gundy is six months older than Tom Cruise. Those guys are effectively Excuse me? age. <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy, born in uh, January of 1962. Tom Cruise was born in July of 1962. Okay, but that's not fair. Like, Tom Cruise is, uh, you know, that's he's... Yeah. Yeah, the Thetans are out of his body, you know what no, I mean? No. They, they look like they're 25 years apart, but, you know. Okay, he's seven months older than Steve Carell. He's two days younger than Jim Carrey. Jeff Van Gundy is almost exactly the same age as Jim Carrey. Who he's do you think's much... a better painter? Uh, Jeff Van Gundy. I, I also think Jeff Van Gundy probably is a better painter than Jim Carrey. I think Jim Carrey paints a better word picture, but... <laughs> um, Jeff Van Gundy is two months older than Matthew Broderick. He is nine months older than Bob Odenkirk. He is six months younger than Woody Harrelson. And None six- of these people <laughs> feel the same age. No. Do you well, know what also, I mean? <laughs> also learning that he's equal. He's in between the ages of Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson <laughs> is so weird. And all of these people feel like they're the wrong age, right? Yes. Um, yes, they do. Yes. He is. He's seven months older than Ian Glenn, who played Jonah Mormont on Game of Thrones. Uh, looks a fair amount younger than Jeff Van Gundy. Okay, he's eight months younger than George Clooney. That tracks to me. Okay, he's ten months younger than Titus Welliver, aka Bosch. Officer Harry Bosch. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> detect. Sorry, I, sorry for the disrespect. Bosch. Uh, also, um, Silas. Ugh. I want to say Silas Marner, but it's not Silas Marner. It's Silas somebody on uh, Deadwood. Yes. He's uh, very tan on Deadwood. Well, he spends a lot of time on the road. <laughs> uh, he is nine months younger than Eddie Murphy. Jeff Van Gundy is younger than Eddie Murphy. Uh, two months younger than Meg Ryan. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, about one year older than Jeff Van Gundy. He is Man, nine she's months... amazing. Yeah, it's, it, what a lady. Uh, he's nine months younger than Christopher Maloney. 
He is four months younger than James Gandolfini. Excuse me? Ben Gundy is younger than James Gandolfini. Yeah. All right. That one is the first one to truly blow my mind. Uh, he is six, seven months younger than Ricky Gervais. <laughs> proves there is no God, baby. <laughs> All right, Sean, if you had to listen to uh, one of them do a one-man show for an hour, who would you rather see, Van Gundy or Gervais? Oh, Van Gundy. <laughs> I, it would still be Van Gundy somehow. Because he, he'd be, like, embarrassed about it after a while. Like, he'd he'd lose steam and he'd just start talking about normal things. Hey, Silky Johnson. He's only getting worse. <laughs> hey, Silky Johnson, look. For listeners that don't know, we have an amazing uh, round ball of what the fucker that makes uh, photoshops sometimes uh-huh. for us. Um, Silky Johnson, if you're listening to this, will you please, please, please photoshop Jeff Van Gundy into all of the Ricky Gervais atheist <laughs> uh, photos you can find? <laughs> You'll know it when you'll know him when you see him. <laughs> um, okay, the two more. Um, Jeff Van Gundy is four months younger than Heather Heather Locklear. Weird. Uh, he's also <laughs> he is he's seven months younger than Aaron Sorkin. That's just weird to me, and he's ten months younger. Than Amy Sedaris. That See, one does Amy not. Amy Sedaris feels like she should be like 10 years younger than Jeff right. Van Gundy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> mind blowing. Anyway, um, he just hates every. But uh, now that you realize that he was seemingly in his prime and he never got a coaching job again, mm-hmm. I think that like really explains it to me because I thought he was like 50. I thought he was probably. Five to seven years older than he actually is. Right. I think, you know what? I bet Daryl brings him back. Daryl Morey, he's going to be the new coach? Yeah. They're, they're kicking Dan D'Antoni out, right? Yeah, and that's Daryl's man. Yeah, why not? I think they like each other, right? <laughs> I mean, Daryl did fire him. But I guess he wouldn't tell them whether he was coming back or not. Yeah, but I think he <laughs> wanted to fire him. It was an unguaranteed contract. <laughs> Oh, that would be great. Oh, Jeff Van Gundy, please, if you're listening to Romori, come on the show. We'll discuss musical theater. Specifically, I just want to talk about the movie, the musical Small Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can talk about any musical theater. And uh, also, please hire Jeff Van Gundy and get him <laughs> off the podcast. <laughs> or hire Mark Jackson, which would also be pretty funny. But, uh, yeah. Um. Did you were you impressed by that Warriors run, Joey? Uh yeah. I mean, it was pretty good, you know. Um I What's I maintain I... that the run happened because Clay Thompson kept uh stopped dribbling, which that's what was happening for most of the first well, half of the game was a lot of Clay Thompson dribbling. You know what was kind of frustrating um when when I was watching part of that run happen, uh, realizing that much of it was being spurred by Steph Curry setting screens. Mm-hmm. 
where I was like, Jesus Christ, can't someone else get him opened? <laughs> Does he have to set the screens too? Uh, anyway, um, what a weird stretch though. Yeah. They, they scored the first 18 points of the third quarter and even though they pretty much came all the way back, I never really thought they were going to come back. Like I, I was, I was very frustrated at the end of the game, but I really like, even though the Warriors definitely could have lost, I was not actually worried that they would for some reason. Um, I think because, yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, also, both these teams are really tired. Yeah. They're like, like every guy is worn out, except Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, also uh, Norman Powell does not Pretty seem worn, worn out, and I kind of think the Raptors win if Nick Nurse played him more. It's a weird thing where... Every foul Kyle Lowry gets at gets in. I was like, "Fuck, Van Vliet's coming back in." He played thirty eight minutes. He played more minutes. than... I know, but it's just weird. Like Lowry, no, no, no. It, it, yeah. I just mean he was so good. He earned that. But but at the same time, I was like, I'm glad he didn't play forty two. Yeah, <laughs> because he could have. Uh, yeah, Norman Powell happened to be part of some of those big runs too. I don't know. Anyway, um, series still really weird. How you feeling? I mean, you said Warriors in six. You still feel like Warriors in six? I'm not backing off the prediction now. I mean, they they did lose that game intentionally to guarantee another game at Oracle to keep Lakeup's profits Mm up. Um, No, if if Clay Thompson's actually pretty hurt, they're they're screwed. But can we talk about Kevon Looney's injury real quick? What what happened? I still like couldn't tell where exactly it happened, but what did Wait, Sham say? You it was? couldn't tell yeah. where it happened? It's obvious like where on the play. Wait, is it the one where he falls down yeah. the basket and like Lowry does Lowry land on him? No. Or? Uh Kawhi just pushes him out of the way and he hits the ground. Oh, okay. Um but it looks like it's like a bad play. Like it looks bad. Like, it really, really hurt himself. But well, Sham said it's a sprained collarbone, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you can't sprain a bone. I I texted my friend who was a cardiologist, and he said, that does not sound medically accurate. <laughs> because, yeah, you... Now, it's possible that he... It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, it. I saw that he had, like... A chest contusion, and that made more sense to me. But it still was like very confusing. He had a chest injury, a collarbone injury. I think it's his shoulder. He lands on his shoulder. Um, I mean, he was grabbing his shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> pretty um, sure he's got a hurt shoulder. Um, Clay says he's playing though already so he's he's definitely gonna play um i actually think having i didn't see the original play at first and i'm i actually think um clay like tightened up Mm -hmm. afterwards but i don't i don't think he like tore his hamstring because the way he lands is a big strain 
but I think he just like anyway. I don't. I don't. I. Th- I. I am not surprised to hear that he thinks he's going to play. Did you see what he said to Drake in the hallway? <laughs> Did he say "see you in the Bay, Aubrey"? He said "see you in the Bay, Aubrey." Weren't talking tonight, were you, with your bum ass? <laughs> well, uh, Drake was a bum ass because he wore mm-hmm. a sweatshirt that had Kevin McAllister from Home Alone on it. It mm-hmm. said, "Where's Kevin?" Is that right? I believe. Did it say "Where's Kevin" or did it maybe just he, say "Kevin"? Maybe, maybe he. Anyway, he. Uh, First off. Yeah. Before you get to your very good joke, I have yeah. one too. Okay. Shouldn't that be um <sighs> Catherine um what's her face? O'Hara? Not Yeah, it should be Catherine O'Hara, not Macaulay Culkin on that sweatshirt. Well, Catherine O'Hara should be on all manner of clothing. No, but the reason and in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, to but, be honest. <laughs> the reason Drake it has Macaulay Culkin on it instead of Catherine O'Hara as it would mean he acknowledged a, an adult-aged woman. Yeah, that's true. You know that's true. <laughs> Good point, yeah. <laughs> and I think it was a bold move for him to feature uh, a child who was famously abandoned by his father. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Drake did that too. Mm-hmm. What's, his, what's his son's name? Adonis? Uh, that can't be right. Added on? It's not Adonis, because that is uh, Creed's abandoned son's name. Um, Apollo Creed's abandoned son's name. Drake's son's name is Adonis Graham. It is Adonis. Wow. Yeah. That is wild. All right. Um, I don't have <laughs> anything else to say about this. Uh, what a weird game. It, weird game. Yeah. Uh, can we get a normal game, please? I don't want a normal game. I want them all fucking weird. <laughs> uh, it's very weird that all of the Warriors players whose uh, first names begin with K are hurt. Yes. It's uh, <laughs> Steve Kerr made an anti-racist statement with his T-shirt. And then he made an anti-racist statement by injuring the KKK the only way he knew how. Overuse and unpredictable lineups. All right. Um, Sean... That's our show. Do you want anything to plug? Do you have anything to plug? I'll have some yard barker stuff this week. Uh, if you're in LA, we have a fun lineup at the business tonight at nine at Little Troy. Uh, as for me, you can always follow me at Frankie Muniz, where on May 28th, I tweeted, you know when you get some brand new golf clubs and you end up carrying one of them around all day, just staring at it, and it's now laying next to you in bed? No? Just me, at BH Golf Equipment. That's so weird. It's very weird. I um, love him. I Sean, love him, man. Did you write a song? I did. I uh, actually I teamed up with our newest Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, Manfred Mann, and uh, I wrote a song about Game Two. Uh, great. Um, that's playing under us right now. Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's um, let's figure out what real age Jeff Van Gundy is because that is he's not fifty-seven. It's lying, it's lying. Come on without, come on within, you'll not see nothing like the tiny Quinn. Mark took Andre out, Dub still got the win, you'll not see nothing like the tiny Quinn.
Everybody's worried. The bench has gone to hell. Getting nothing from Jerebko. Kurt won't play Jordan Bell. When the second quarter starts, the leads all go away. But when Quinn the Blue Devil gets here, somebody's gonna hit the tray. Pass the ball out. Pass the ball in. You'll not see nothing like the tiny Quinn. I know Steph and Clay are best. I know their shots are sweet. But when they rest, one guy is best to battle Fred Van Vliet. Everybody's standing behind the line, trying to beat a boxing one. But when Quinn the Blue Devil comes in, the Warriors gonna make a run. Van Gundy's got gal, Javi's a shut in. You'll not see nothing like the tiny Quinn. Joshua lost about. The champ was not thin. You'll not see nothing like the tiny Quinn. Now Norman Powell's a solid dude. Ibaka did just fine. And Kawhi grabbed a lot of boards and was perfect from the line. Pascal Siakam dunked the ball. The Toronto crowd went wild. But when Quinn the Blue Devil comes in, Drake's gonna deny his child. Pass the ball out. Pass the ball in. You'll not see nothing like the tiny Quinn. Let's give a shout out to Lakers Paladin. You'll not see nothing like the tiny Quinn. Well, actually, kind of saw it with Ian Clark. Kent Bazemore. I mean, Jared Jack back in the day. Leandro Barbosa had a lot of minutes like this. Not to mention Seth Curry. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.